So <clears throat> I'm 14 years old, and I hate everyone. I'm especially not very happy with my parents, who have moved us from Brooklyn, where I had friends and I had a life, to Long Island, where I am an alien and I will always be an alien. <laughs> now, everything on Long Island is huge. The houses are huge, the lawns are huge, the hair is huge. <laughs> and I realize that I am never going to have friends. And I, except I do develop two, and they are Sylvia Plath and Anne Sexton. <laughs> And I write suicidal poetry, too. <laughs> and I'm really conflicted, because there's a part of me that just decides, I'm going to cling to this. I'm going to be an individual. I don't need to fit in. And there's another part of me that really kind of wants to fit in. And so you know, I go between like being a kind of a weirdo to um, buying Huckapoo shirts and platform shoes. And the worst mistake I make, though, is I get a perm. Now, I don't need a perm, <laughs> but I get a perm. And when I walk into my house after this experience, my father looks at me and he says, whoa. <laughs> and my mother says, you could wash it because there's this three-day grace period when you get a perm where you can get rid of it. And after that, then you're screwed. You're stuck with it. So my parents really object to it, so I decide I'm going to keep it. <laughs> so... It lives like a young shrub on my head. <laughs> the very next day, we have to go to a bar mitzvah, and I hate bar mitzvahs too, so I'm sitting at a table with these cousins, and I'm miserable, which is my state, and there's this girl sitting next to me, and as they go around putting like this fat-laden gefilte fish into all the plates, she looks at me and she says, kill me now. So I immediately like this girl, <laughs> and... Neither of us want to eat bar mitzvah food, so we steal a bottle of whiskey, and we break into the sanctuary, and we lie on the bima, and we tell each other stories while we get drunk. And we talk about things that we know about and things that we don't know about. We're talking about sex. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about what we want to do. We both want to be writers. And it's 1 o'clock in the morning when, our, when our, families, our families finally find us, and we don't know that we've been missing, but we have. The next day... Now, I, you know, they drag me out of there, and I'm upset because I finally have a friend, and I want to have a friend. And the very next day, this girl calls me, and I'm really happy. So I go over to her house. Now, I still have this voluminous perm that's waving in the breeze. I have to duck when I walk into her house. And we, she drags me into her bedroom where she has gotten the newest Judy Bloom book. It's called Forever. And this is the, one, the first book where teenagers have sex without immediately dying. Or, and apparently her daughter has requested that she write this book. So we're really excited that we have this book. Now it's 11 a.m. and she takes out a little baggie of weed. I have never gotten high before, and, but I'm not going to tell her that, so I just follow and do whatever she does. She lights it up and I, okay. So we're, we're smoking out of this little pipe that she has, and I suddenly her face starts to turn green and it sort of disintegrates and I see buffalo and I think, pot is not supposed to do this. Um, I see her face melting. I see what she looked like as a child and what she's going to look like as an old lady. And I say, we need to get out of here. It's not safe. So we run outside into her backyard and everything is really green. Like the sky is green and the clouds are green. And I realize I am hallucinating. This, and she says, you know, I think that pot was tainted. And as soon as she says that, my heart starts beating really fast, and I can hear my heartbeat, and I can hear her heartbeat, and I can hear the heartbeat of a bird in a nearby tree. 
and the next thing that happens is this Bu big blue Buick pulls up and I realize it's my mother. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave my new friend. I don't want to go with my mother while I'm hallucinating. And Daphne says to me, it's going to be okay. Just don't talk. So she opens the car door for me. I slide onto the vinyl car seat. My mother says, we're going to the beauty parlor. I say, crap. My mother says, I need to get a blowout. Okay, of course you need to get a blowout while I'm hallucinating. So we go to the salon. My mother sits in the chair to get her hair cut. I go into the corner and sit in the shampoo chair. Now I'm sitting across from wallpaper that is like, I, I, I think it's wallpaper, but then it becomes a series of human faces that are dividing and doing all these weird things. My mother crosses the room toward me. She's in this vinyl cape. She, her hair is up in bobby pins. And as she gets close, she says, are you okay? And suddenly I'm overwhelmed with this ecstatic feeling, like I haven't seen her in 50 years. And I say, oh my God, can you believe that I once lived in your body and you gave me everything I needed to survive? <laughs> and my mother says, if I didn't know better, I'd think you were on drugs. <laughs> and I say, fragmentation. <laughs> and my mother says, do you have to be such a weirdo? And I say, I think so. And I reach behind me to where the faucets are, because I'm in the shampoo chair, and I lean back and I wash the perm out of my hair, knowing that in some way I'm just as weird as ever. And in another way, not for long. <laughs>